Did anyone ever play the actual board game mousetrap or did you just build it and just do the thing? I think one time and then like never again because why would you? At least one. Why would you do that when you could just know. build the trap? The trap is everything. There were so many games where like the actual concept is way better than the execution. Trouble. Trouble wasn't that fun. Pop-O-Matic? Yeah, Pop-O-Matic and Pop-O-Matic Double Trouble, too. Whoa, there was a Double Trouble? Yeah, there were two die in that one, I think. I didn't know there was a sequel. Shit. That one, you could go to jail. <laughs> you could buy Boardwalk. Oh, no, that was just Monopoly. I called it Double Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a common mistake. Now I'm like we're screaming. I'm at the crowd of yeah, I'm sorry that we've been so out of the room. On the train, on the train, on the train, yeah, on the train, on the train. Doors closing. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Hey, it's another fantastical episode of Four Guys on a Train. I'm Rick. I'm Peter. And I'm Brandon. I was hoping after all that you wouldn't remember your name. <laughs> <laughs> I needed all that time to, to think to about remember. it. To so. remember, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, shit, shit. Um, I'm stall for time and Brandon. <laughs> well, welcome, friends, to another episode. I hope you had a great week. I know we did. I know Rick did. It was his birthday. Happy, happy birthday, baby. Ooh. Was that an original? Well, yeah, we can't sing happy birthday. It's uh, trademarked, so. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can't use the original. Well, I like that a lot better. Me too. Did you do anything uh, special and fun on your on your big day, Rick? Well, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. I feel like once you turn a certain age, it's just not a big deal anymore. Are we men of a certain age? You know, like all ca- like capital letters, like men of a certain age. That's like that show what was that was on TBS. Oh, was that what that was called even? Yeah, men of a certain age. It feels like a Tim Allen show. It does. I think Ray Romano was in it. Oh, I was in that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, my God. It's. It's Ray Romano. Ray. Yeah, I did that man of a certain age. It only got two seasons. <laughs> Nobody loved me. Well, that was a, that was a different show. <laughs> Everybody does it, though. You, Deborah! You kind of sound, you have a little uh, uh, Teddy from Bob's Burgers in there. Ah, oh, jeez, Bob. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, gosh, they are kind of a crossover. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Well, here's something exciting. I discovered not two seconds before mm. we started rolling, I have a gigantic coal in my pants. Ooh, happy birthday to me. I've been wearing them all day. Oh. I know. I'm not going to show you, but well, no, I will. Yeah, show us. Let's see that hole. Yeah, give me give me a little, little peaky sins. This is going to make for a great podcast. Those are just special sexy time pants now. You can't wear those. You can't wear those to church. That's for sure. Uh, Brandon, come as you are. Just as you are to worship. <laughs> it's true. And most of the, the illustrations I've seen of Jesus, he's not even wearing pants. He's wearing one of those long... Like a tunic? Tunics. Yeah. Wearing a long tunic. So I want to see fine. Jesus in denim. <laughs> Shirt off. Denim jeans all ripped up. Some Trump, some Trump supporter ha- has made that painting for sure. Damn, that Jesus is hot. Smoking a cigarette in the back of his Ford truck. 
watching the sunset and the eagle flying overhead. That's that's a painting. A real Springsteen Jesus. Every every picture of Jesus or or image or sculpture of him, at least on the cross, he's fucking ripped. Mm-hmm. He's cut, dude. Yeah. Got to have something nice to look at while you're sitting in church, you know? You don't want some dumpy Jesus up there dying for your sins. Something for the something for the ladies in the <laughs> the closeted, you know, fellas. All hiding at church. Hiding it. Yep. Well, Shall we move on to segment number one? I think we should, and um, I got a little something special for you, for you boys tonight. Uh, so this uh, this past weekend, Pete and I went to a uh, video game convention. Yeah, we did. Um, we looked at classic video games. Looked at people dressed as uh, video game characters. Mm-hmm. Some of them pulling it off. Most of them not. Uh, anyway, let's get into a little erotica. <laughs> Okay, so gentlemen, uh, we have a little bit of a unique situation here tonight. Normally, I uh, I do my due diligence. I do my homework. Um, I make sure that I properly credit um, the authors for their work, and um, I bring in as many voices as I can, collect the reviews, um, give us a good sampling of what the uh, critical public thinks about a story. I apparently didn't do that this time. No. Um, Maybe because I was so distracted by how great the story was. <laughs> um, you've, I mean, we've all been yeah. there. We've seen a movie that we were just so blown away by. We weren't thinking about. That we forgot who was in it or who directed it. Or... <laughs> we forgot that, oh, was it Tom Cruise, Tom Middleston? Barringer. Tom Hardy, Tom. So many Toms. Hanks, yeah. So uh, anyway, you guys understand. Um, I don't. No, me neither. And, okay, so just spent a little bit of time off mic here. Um, trying to get to the bottom of this and find this story again. And with the magic of the internet, that should be easy. It should take two seconds. But we cannot find this story on the internet. Now, unless I wrote it <laughs> and I'm lying, which I'm not, but you wouldn't know if I was lying to you. I'm a very good liar. And it's you. not about Hey Arnold, so I don't believe you wrote it. Right, yeah. I, I don't, I'm contractually, I, I cannot even write a story that's not Hey Arnold. So. Right. Um. But I think that the author of this piece took it down. There was some shame, maybe, or for maybe, maybe they're ashamed. Maybe they got too much good feedback. Maybe, maybe Nintendo came after them. <gasps> Miyamoto. This is a story about the origins, the secret origins of Mario that Nintendo doesn't want you to know. Oh yeah, Mr. Miyamoto does not like this. Yes, it starts with this disclaimer says, this is a story of Mario Nintendo doesn't want you to know about. If Nintendo sues me, I will get Johnny Cochran on their ass. <laughs> Who's What? Who's Johnny Cochran? He was uh, O.J. Simpson's lawyer, I believe. Oh, right? yep. he sure you. was. Thank you. That means he could win anything. All right. <laughs> so so I, I choose to believe um, that they probably did come after the kid, and uh, he, he folded like an origami crane, and uh, his story's gone. But we... Now I have an opportunity to immortalize it. So uh, why don't we do that? Also, Johnny Cochran's dead, so that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> he died in 2005. Ooh, it's, been, it's been a while, kid. You, uh, mm. Yeah, it has. Anyway, so per usual, I will be taking on the role of the narrator, and I'm going to play the uh, other incidental characters as well. 
Um, tonight, I would like for Rick to take on the role of Mario. Perfect. And Pete to take on the role of Luigi. Awesome. We will just get into it. How does that sound? I'm excited. All right. Let's... I've literally gone as Mario for like two different Halloweens <laughs> and stuff, so I'm pumped. I, I don't do a good Luigi, and I'm not going to pretend to be Italian. Well, that's that's actually good. I, I just want you guys to give this your most normal, naturalistic reading. I, you don't have to go in with the voices, and that's going to play into the story. Eventually, you'll be eventually you'll be able to, but that's gonna that's important. Here we go, all right? Mario and Luigi were resting in their apartment in Brooklyn. They were both unemployed, but Luigi was the only one dedicated to finding a job. Check this out, Mario. How about models? We, uh, I, at least, have a killer body, and I can go far with it. At least that's what Mom told me. Luigi said. Mario's mouth was stuffed with about five meatballs. (laughs) (laughs) So specific. (laughs) Already fat-shaming Mario, all right. Mm-hmm. Modeling. <clears throat> Great, Mario replied. Okay, uh, how about flight attendants? Mario swallowed his meatballs. <laughs> it could end there and I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I, I get to die having heard you say that. <laughs> Mario swallowed his meatballs. Oh, uh, Okay. <clears throat> Dude, that's what chicks do. Seriously. <sighs> okay, well, how about plumbing? Plumbers get paid a lot. We could buy a house. Luigi, this is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Mario said and stuffed ten more <laughs> meatballs into his mouth. Jesus. What a pig. <laughs> well, at least I'm trying to find a job. You're there eating meatballs. As a matter of fact, I found a job, but they said I have to eat twice my body weight in meatballs. Ah, <sighs> whatever. I'm applying us both for the plumbing job, and that's that, Luigi said. So they stuck with the plumbing job for about three years until the president was forced to make layoffs, and surprise, surprise, they got fired. I'm actually, I'm curious here, the president... Of the United States? Joe Biden, or... My fellow Americans, I uh, hate to report, we're going to have to lay off a third of all plumbers. I also how, like how uh, the company was forced to make layoffs, but they got fired which is different from being laid off. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Like, well, we're doing all these layoffs anyway. Let's fire these assholes. Right. (laughs) All right. So surprise, surprise, they got fired. Great. We finally got a steady job for three years, make a nice income, and then the economy goes pow. Wink, wink. Luigi said. Now we have to go back to job hunting. And I can go back to my first love. Come here, you tasty, meaty balls. Mario said. Are you are you talking to me, Mark? No. <laughs> uh, get those meaty clackers over here, Luigi. Ah, <laughs> oh, whatever. Hey, look, there's an acting job. If I'm chosen, they'll put my name on the game. I can't wait. Super Luigi World, how does that sound? Oh, okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many fucking questions. You gotta unpack this one. Okay, it's an acting job. An acting job. Right. Which leads me to believe television, uh, m- film. Stage. But no, apparently it's an acting job for a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've already named the game with something with Super Something World. Super Blank World, named to be filled in by- th- By the actor. <laughs> the actor who was chosen for the role, I guess. If it's an acting job for a game, wouldn't you lead with that? Like, I don't know. An acting job. You're right. It just sounds too- not. What if someone like Greg got it? Super Greg World. Super <laughs> Greg World. <laughs> you know the title isn't great, but the gameplay is fantastic. I can, uh, I'll just I'll just start over. Yeah, here. give me the line um, one more time. 
I can't wait. Super Luigi World. How does that sound? It sounds like me chewing on 20 meatballs. <laughs> that is, that's legit funny. <laughs> that's a good line. How does that sound? It sounds like me chewing on 20 meatballs. Uh, okay. Okay, well, I'm applying. So Luigi applied, but wasn't getting a response. Yeah, because he has no acting experience at all. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, he's a plumber. Yeah. An ex-plumber. Sorry. After a year, he finally gave up and went job hunting again. Mario found a job as a meatball tester, but got sick from the new idea of cheddar meatballs. He got sick and was forced to retire. That's a little, that's a little repetitive. Yeah. Um, they were unemployed until one day they got a phone call. Luigi waited around for a year to hear back from this job? Jeez. You, gotta, you can't put all your eggs in one basket, Luigi. He really wanted it, you know. Have you ever really wanted something like? Not sure. that bad. I feel. I feel for. I feel for the little guy. All right. Okay. All right. So I'm. I'm taking on the role of the phone. I guess that's how it's. <laughs> that's how All it's right. listed here. A sentient phone. So they're unemployed. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Here we go. Is Luigi there? Speaking. Well, the original star for our acting part had a fatal heart attack. So you are the other pick. Congrats. <laughs> Luigi was speechless. <laughs> I'll take that as a thank you. I. Oh Jesus! Oh no! I almost. Wow, this is heavy. I almost committed suicide, but then you called, and now I won't. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh Lord! Jeez. Why do these get so dark? I don't know. I almost committed suicide. Holy shit! Okay. I almost oh. shot myself in the fucking face. Yeah. Good thing you called when you did. I was borderline for a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright so Luigi's thankful Luigi hung up the phone Mario I got a part for the acting gig that's great let me show you how much I care Mario showed him how much he cared by doing nothing <laughs> <laughs> this was legit making me laugh that's good this, this author has a little brother I think you know oh wow yeah seriously <laughs> okay the next day, Mario and Luigi went to the acting place, and Luigi was ready to act. It's like the good place. <laughs> they died, and they went to the acting place. Maybe they did kill themselves. Wow. Man, maybe. <laughs> what a twist. Maybe. All right, so I'm taking on uh, role of the director here, then. Okay, yeah. Okay, we need you to make an Italian accent. <clears throat> okay. Luigi tried to do his best, but was no good at making an Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Like a sub? Yeah. Making it an Italian. Or creating an Italian person. <laughs> Fashioning one. Yeah. From flesh and bone. I can't make an Italian. I don't know what's going on. All right, uh, director. Okay. I'm sorry, Mr. Luigi, but frankly, a monkey up a mule's ass could do a better job than you could. <laughs> frankly, you are going to amend to nothing. Jeez. Amend to nothing. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Frankly, you are going to amend to nothing. This was the only thing holding your self-esteem from completely disappearing, and you blew it. We'll find a replacement. <laughs> wow. So he's aware of Luigi's <laughs> mental state? Yeah, Luigi straight up said he was going to kill himself on the phone. Oh, right, right, right. So the, the, so the guy on the phone, uh, the casting director, relayed this information about Luigi's uh, uh, feeble state. <laughs> This guy was going to kill himself. And now the director is using that against Luigi. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god! All right. Holy Christ! Narrator comes in. Yeah, we're in present tense now for some reason. Yep. All right, doesn't matter. Luigi starts to cry. <laughs> he cries so hard that he could support an ocean. <laughs> he, <laughs> he ran back in the car so he won't be seen by anyone else. Mario, upon seeing his brother cry, tries to convince the director to give him another chance. Uh, Mr. Director, uh, I... You must be the replacement. Okay, try saying stuff in an Italian accent. Uh, actually, I just wanted to ask you yes, to... Italian accent, bub. Actually, I just wanted to ask you... That was brilliant! You have to be the star of this! Super... What's your name? The director looked at Mario's name tag... <laughs> Wait, he just came in from the car to convince this guy. Oh, I'm sorry, you can't go past here without a name tag. This is so stupid. <laughs> the, the director looked at Mario's name tag. Ah, uh, yes, Super Mario World. Well, actually, uh, okay, sure. <laughs> Mario just betrayed his brother. How could he? Check out chapter two of the true story of Mario. E, the E Hollywood story. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, act break. Let me move into chapter two. All right. Mario headed back to the car, obviously feeling terrible, and the sight of Luigi crying made him feel worse. <laughs> he couldn't tell Luigi, but sooner or later he'll find out. <laughs> like everything. Mario almost went into tears himself, but stopped himself. <sighs> Relax, Luigi. You could go to this place, Sega. They have an opening. Do I look like a hedgehog to you? Mario took a good look at Luigi. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Give me a straight answer. No. Yes. No. Yes. Luigi began weeping more. <laughs> if only I practiced my Italian accent. No. Yes. No. It's because I'm ugly, isn't it? No. <laughs> I can't. I can't. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, fine. I'll say it. <clears throat> no. Luigi, if I was a homosexual, I would fall for you right away. <laughs> oh, boy. Never mind the familial relation. Brandon, you did write this. <laughs> you're just, yeah. You're just trying not to admit it to avoid getting canceled again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi gives Mario a strange look. No, I have to go back. I have to go back. Only if you were a homosexual, not if you were not his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi, if I were gay, I would fuck you. That's it. That's the only parameters. If we were still related, I would insert my penis into your, you know, pipe. You know. <laughs> I'd put my mushroom kingdom down your pipe. <laughs> Good lord. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Do you really mean it? Yes. No. Yes. Maybe. Oh, what am I going to tell Peach? She's going to dump me for sure. Oh. <laughs> so Luigi's dating Peach. Okay. We skipped right over that. Yeah, here we go. Some backstory. I wouldn't say I would fall right in love with you. It's just... <laughs> it's just... <laughs> We've moved on, Mario. <laughs> That's kind of fun. <laughs> I'm liking it again. I'm back in. Uh, I mean, I've been unemployed for two years. We're on our 10th mortgage. I mean, Mario, did you notice we've been parked for 10 straight minutes? Mario began to weep. <laughs> yeah, I have. 
Wait, what? what? <laughs> Why is he sad about that? I don't understand it. Okay. Oh, God. All right. The next day, the phone starts to ring. And it is none other than Mr. Miyamoto himself. He said he'd need him to rehearse today. Him? He said he'd need him to rehearse today at three. Today was an important day. Mario was really worried what he was going to say to Luigi. Uh, Luigi, I'm stepping out for a while. Okay, I'll be here killing my self-esteem. Okay, have fun, tall buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Mario made it to the rehearsal and was doing fine until he heard a beautiful yet familiar voice. Peach, what are you doing here? I guess I'm going to be Peach. All right. We don't know any women. (laughs) We don't know any women, as as we've said. Unfortunately, I got the, <clears throat> I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> You're on. nailing it, dude. Thanks. I got the princess role. Isn't that great? We're going to pretend being in love. Yeah, pretend. All right. And this is Mr. Miyamoto. Okay. Okay. Let's get, the, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, get, <laughs> careful. <laughs> I'm just going to, okay, let's get this show on the roll. On the roll? Yeah. Let's get this show on the roll. You know, that old chestnut. Yeah. Let's get this show on the roll. Call me Butter, because I'm on the road. (laughs) Uh. It's-a-me, Mario. After a two-hour rehearsal, Mario was heading to his car, only to be approached by Peach. Hey, Mario, I was thinking you could come over to my house for... Rehearsal. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love when you can tell it's a teenage boy writing these things. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to see some titties. <laughs> oh, she <laughs> Mario, go to horny jail. Right <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hell yeah. I mean, I guess let me tell Luigi an excuse. I mean that I'll be late. After Mario told Luigi an excuse, he went to Peach's <laughs> house to... Rehearse. I'm sorry, Mara's a bastard right here. <laughs> he's not great. Yeah, no. All he's right. not winning any Brother of the Year no. awards. Um. Okay, went to Peach's house to rehearse. Yeah. Hi, princess. Sexy hello, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Was that supposed to be stage direction or? <laughs> Or not. It's a quote. And a sexy hello to you, princess. (laughs) Oh, this one is so good. Wow. Sexy hello, Mario. Sexy hello, Mario. Yep, that'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Whew, okay. I heard Bowser was around these parts. Peach sat on Mario's... (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no, I don't like it again. Yeah. I do. I like it. Pete's in deeper. I'm glad I got this hole in my pants. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Oh, my head hurts. Oh, getting a little hot in here. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Peach sat on Mario's lap. You'll protect me, right, Mario? Mario stared into Peach's eyes. Of course. It took no time at all. They were making out. (laughs) Mario betrayed Luigi for the second time. What will he do next? 
find out in chapter three. Oh man, oh, yeah, he is God. a bastard, huh? All right. He didn't even think about it. No, he's just all. like, yeah, let's do it. All yeah, right. okay. Took no time at all. No. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right, the thrilling conclusion here. All right, here we go. Yeah. Chapter three. Luigi! Luigi, I'm going out. All right. I'll see you later. Oh, wait. I have to give the car a wash. Luigi went out to the car and started wiping it. He cleaned the inside of the trunk, and as he closed it, his overalls got stuck. Mario then started the engine. (laughs) (laughs) Mario sat in the car the entire time Luigi cleaned the fucking thing. (laughs) Uh, Wait, Mario, don't start the car. But it was too late. Mario was already going, dragging Luigi with him. Oh, stop! Oh, Mario, wait! Why are you going to the audition studio? (laughs) 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 Wait, this is the way to the audition studio! Sometimes authors use creative uh, dialogue to do what otherwise, you know, narration would have to do. It moves the action along. As they say, tell me, don't show me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's great because this story has a narrator. Right. So, right, right, right. <laughs> Suddenly, the car stops, and Luigi unhooks himself out of the trunk and goes inside to see the biggest disappointment of his life. He sees Mario walk and hug the director. <laughs> then he sees him kiss Peach. And also kiss the director. <laughs> uh, that's uh, only a courtesy kiss. Then Luigi sees them kiss longer and on the lips, and he starts to go back home. He should go to a hospital, probably. <laughs> probably, yes. We don't really get to see much of about you know much of Luigi's feelings here, because we get a time jump. So after the practice, Peach says, "I have to go, Mario. I'll see you later. Are you going home as well?" No, I'm gonna go help Mr. Miyamoto. I'll catch you later. It took three hours for Mario to finish and to get home. Uh, Luigi, I'm home. I saw Peach. But Peach was there with Luigi. Oh, you saw her too. Okay, I'll let you guys go at it. <laughs> Ew. You know, like normal. I'll go to my room now. You guys continue having sex in our living room. That's fine. Don't don't mind me. All right. Making out and dry humping. <laughs> the only two things I'm aware of at this point in my life. I'm 13. Yeah. Four, 14 in three months. Yes, I do have pubic hairs. All right. Uh, Luigi turned around and gave a visual of Peach tied up and him holding a cougar magnum. Whoa! He's ha- this is happening in real life. He gave a visual? He gave a visual <laughs> of Peach. Yeah, I think he's trying to find a way to say reveal. Oh, yeah. He's, he's <laughs> okay. chosen a lot of poorer words in place of the word reveal. <laughs> I like gave a visual better than reveal. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you're right. It's better. Um. Why don't you stay a little bit longer, Mario? Luigi threw Mario to the bed. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Well, I mean, this was implied before in the story. (laughs) So you said you'd love me, huh, Mario? (laughs) Prove it. (laughs) I've worked hard to get that part. No, he didn't. (laughs) He did not do that. He sat by the phone for a fucking year to get the part. He didn't work at all. (laughs) Okay. I worked hard to get that part. You took it away from me. Is this true? Uh, yes, no, yes, no. Luigi shot a bullet to the ceiling. (laughs) Shut up! Give me a reason why I shouldn't shoot you right now. I'm your girlfriend. Luigi shoots Peach in the chest. Oh! Oh, no! 
Oh my was my girlfriend. <laughs> now, now Luigi turned to Mario. What about you? <laughs> what about you, lard boy? You shot Peach. You shot Peach. Who's going to play the princess, asshole? <laughs> That's his concern? <laughs> Who will they ever get to play princess now? Oh, my God. <laughs> the oh show is God. ruined. Um, yeah. Luigi shoots at Mario, but misses. Mario starts running. He shoots at Mario three more times and misses. Until he trips Mario on the floor. Time to die, big bro. Are you saying your prayers? <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Luigi screamed and pulled the trigger, but he was out of ammo. Ah! No. No. This can't be true. What a rip. I soiled myself and I didn't die. <laughs> Mario uses his uppercut to knock out Luigi, then calls 911. <laughs> oh, the next line. Oh, my God. This kid is very demeaning to women. This kid's a little problematic. He's got a lot of, a lot of growing up to do. Jesus. All right. <laughs> Hello, 911. My bitch is hurt. <laughs> and then, so I'm confused by this line or the next couple of lines here. So this is the 911 operator. Did you do it? <laughs> and then Mario says, Yes, he shot my girlfriend. I think she's still breathing. Help! <laughs> did you, I'm just confused by, did you do it? And Mario responds, yeah. yes. <laughs> he shot my girlfriend. He shot my girlfriend. I don't What? Well, okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, after about three minutes, the police came and helped Peach and arrested Luigi, but he got out with bail. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Classic justice system. Favoring the wealthy. <laughs> yeah. The next day at practice, Mr. Miyamoto announced that Luigi could be that co-star, and since Peach was hurt, they got a replacement for now, Daisy. And the rest is history. The end. Is the rest history? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why? I'm sorry. Why would Mr. Miyamoto announce that Luigi could be the co-star when he, he's attempted murder? <laughs> he tried to kill one of the main actors. Well, I, we do have this extra part. And you guys seem to have a connection. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know about this one. I like this dramatic tension between the three of yeah. you. Let's let's use it. <laughs> let's use that for my video game. <laughs> and Daisy was not in Super Mario World. Let's be clear about that. That was Peach. <laughs> That's true. That's right. She was in the Game Boy game. She was, so, yeah. I think, right? I don't know. So this just does not make any sense. <sighs> yeah, this kid doesn't know his history. No. He needs a lesson in treating women with respect. Yep. Amen. Um, getting woke and uh, learning a little bit about the history of the Super Mario Brothers, famous video game series by Shigeru Miyamoto. And that's all I have to say about that. I am not satisfied with this conclusion. No, it's unsatisfying. It is. It is unsatisfying. I feel like it was just. It just got to its peak, and then he just wraps it up with narration. Wraps it up with a little bit of narration. It's like the end of Quantum Leap. You know. <laughs> I don't. Did you ever see the end of Quantum Leap? <laughs> no. no. You know, I guess they got canceled, and so the, the producers put some text on the screen at the end of the last episode that said, Dr. Sam Beckett never got home. And that was it. Oh, fuck. Leap over. <laughs> Quantum complete. <laughs> Quantum, Quantum leapt. leapt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Jesus wept. Quantum leapt. <laughs> I actually cut some of the 
even more problematic stuff out of the story. Oh, boy. It's because there were certain things I just didn't want to make you boys say. Thank well, you. <laughs> I already had to say some pretty awful things. Yeah, those were the the more mild. I was like, well, I need to keep the flavor of this uh, right. true to the uh, author's intent. But You know what? Still better than the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I would. This was way more dramatic. Wait, do you think that's what he was going for? That they were filming the movie? Oh, you might be right. Because wasn't Daisy the, the, the gal in the movie? She is. Yeah. Maybe that's what he was trying to get at. So this is a prequel to the Super Mario Brothers film? It must be. Yeah. Oh, actually, that adds a lot of depth to okay, this. Okay, yeah. You know what? I'm back in. <laughs> I still don't quite get why, it was a, why they referenced the game then, but... That's true. They did talk about it as a game. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a theory. A game theory. <laughs> or maybe he thought the Super Mario Brothers movie was a documentary. Oh, yeah. That could be. <laughs> he does seem easily confused. <laughs> well, gentlemen, you brought two things up that leads us right into the next thing we're going to do. You brought up romance, and you brought up a little game. That's right. A little game. Oh. A game. I guess it's more of a story, but it has game elements. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Well, he's already said it. Fuck me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've, already, I've already busted him out. He's, uh, that's okay. All right, all right, all right. So do you boys remember those Choose Your Own Adventure books? Oh, sure. Oh, boy, do I ever, yeah. Loved them. Well, we're going to play a little Choose Your Own Adventure here, um, courtesy of ChooseYourStory.com. <laughs> so these are, these are uh, all um, written by you know, people on this website. So these are uh, not curated by anyone, not written by you know, any book authors. They're just written by the internet. So Interesting. Okay. I didn't know this existed. I didn't either. I was thinking about them. I can't remember why I got on the, the thought of it, but I was like, oh, it'd be fun to do this. So... Um, they have all these different genres, fantasy, horror, mystery, but we're going to do one about love and dating called A Handsome Man <laughs> by uh, Alice Carroll 33. I don't think this should take uh, this long. These are all sorted by um, difficulty, length, and ratings. So Difficulty? <laughs> A challenging story. Do they mean difficulty in terms of reading or in terms of survivability? I would say survivability. So. All right. Right. I'm not going to tell you what this one is, but I'll I'll read and then you guys have to choose uh, an option at the end. So okay. here right. we go. A Handsome Man by Alice Carroll, 33. An invitation has arrived. You and your sisters are extremely excited as you open the creamy white envelope <laughs> with its gold embossed lettering. The card inside reads, you are cordially invited to a grand ball at Cunliffe. <laughs> <laughs> Come again? Say that one again. I did not pre-read this. Cunliffe? Cunliffe House? This Friday. Cunliffe. C-U-N-L-I-F-F-E. Cunliffe House. Okay, so just a condensed version of Cunnilingus. Okay. Yes. Cunling House. That's like Stephanie Meyer's level of quality right there. All right, keep... Sorry. Yours, etc. Mr. Cunliffe. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Here are the options. You are thrilled and immediately accept. You would definitely prefer a book. So... There, uh, choose one of those, I guess. The book or you're thrilled and accept. I guess we're thrilled, right? I mean, Mr. Cunliffe is, is big in the town, you know? That's a big name. His parties are always extravagant. He sounds big, yeah. Like he has a manor or something. Yeah, I'm thrilled. Yeah, we're thrilled. Uh, okay, you're thrilled immediately. Except you, your mother, and your sisters are all delighted with the invitation. Your father, a traveling knife salesman, will also be delighted when he arrives home 
as it is time he got his daughters off his hands. It's time for him to cut them loose. Oh, that would have been better. You should write one of these. (laughs) Uh, The knife selling does not generate enough income to keep you all under his roof forever, as he often tells you. And at 23, you're getting rather long in the tooth to still be in his care. Jeez. Perhaps there will be some eligible men at the ball. Mm. You drift into a daydream about who you hope to meet. Is your dream bachelor tall, rich, and handsome, or shy, kind, and bookish? Can I remind my father that actually under Obamacare, I can stay under his insurance until the age of 25? <laughs> so really, 23 is not all that significant. That's not an option, and I'm, I'm guessing this doesn't take place in the same uh, time. But Well, you're, you're wrong, but that's okay. okay. It's definitely t- sorry. Can you read? Can you read me our options again? We're choosing. Brandon's read this one before. We're choosing a man, right? <laughs> tall, yes. Tall, rich. You're, you're daydreaming about him. Oh, daydreaming. Okay. Yeah. Uh, tall, rich, and handsome. Shy, kind, and bookish. Oh, Rick, I know what I would pick. I think I gotta go with shy and bookish. Yeah. 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 We want a gentleman. Oh boy, he's so cute. I can picture him already. Go on. Okay, uh, a week goes by, and finally, party time arrives. You put on your nicest flowery dress and give your hair a good brush. You look in the mirror. Whilst you don't look glamorous, you look quite pretty, and you're pleased with your appearance. Your mother shouts up the stairs, Girls, the taxis are here! (laughs) And the only option is run down the stairs and get in the taxi, so you have to do that. We do that. Okay. Wow, so much for choosing my adventure. (laughs) There is also no option in this next one. Uh, Oh, no. Sorry, your sisters are crammed into the back seat. Forced into adventure. Yeah. (laughs) We're the unwilling hero. (laughs) Your mother's in the front. You get into the taxi and note sadly that your sister, Bianca, as usual, is looking much more beautiful and refined than you could ever hope to. That bitch. (laughs) As pleased with yourself as you were in the mirror some 10 minutes earlier, you now feel rather a frump. Mm. You turn to the window of the taxi as it speeds through the night and ignore the excited chatter of your mother and sisters and look moodily out the window. Eventually, you arrive at the imposing gates of Cunliffe in a rather bad mood. And the only option is, oh, well, in you go. (laughs) (laughs) It's too late. You've chosen your destiny. Okay, there's a couple options here. So you're cheered up by the quantities of champagne, which is handed out on arrival. Mr. Cunliffe knows how to throw a party. You eat four or five uh, canapes and drink eight glasses of champagne whilst standing with your sisters. You are now drunk enough to observe the men. I don't know why you need to be drunk to do that. (laughs) Men don't appear until you've reached a certain uh, BAC. Also, Peter, it's canapé. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You troll. I knew I was saying that wrong. Uh, And maybe make a move. Who catches your eye? Uh, Mr. Cunliffe himself, go big or go home. A small (laughs) curly-haired gentleman you see dawdling in the library or a silver fox holding court from a red velvet chair. Now, I feel we we just described ourselves as frumpy. Yeah. So are we feeling confident enough to go after Mr. Cunnilingus <laughs> or no? Experience his namesake. <laughs> Cun- Cunliffe. Cunliffe, the small curly-haired gentleman in the library or the silver so, fox. So, Brandon, I feel like we established our, our dream man. Yeah. yeah. Is a shy bookish fellow. He's the bookish boy. Yeah, we got to go with the curly haired boy in the in the uh, library. We want our dreams to come true tonight. <laughs> uh, feeling rather shy, you approach the small curly haired man. He has his back to you and is surveying the books that are on show in the impressive library. Anything good in there? You ask with a smile. <laughs> the man swings around, looking rather shocked. Oh, sorry, you rather startled me. He exclaims, his shocked face settling into a warm smile as he takes in your appearance. I didn't mean to, I'm sure, you say, you say apologetically. Nonsense, he replies. I've never been so pleased to be startled in all my life. 
My name is Mr. Dow. I was just engrossed in all these wonderful <laughs> science books. Are you interested in science at all? You're surprised. He'd caught your eye initially as you had assumed him to be a literary kind of man, but it would appear he's more of a scientific bent. Are you still interested? Oh, fuck this. He's a nerd. No, I don't know. The science? No, I want somebody that's Jane Austen type. Yeah, we're in a fantasy here, all right? None of this science crap. I'm going to sweep me away on a horse. All right, so you back out of the library. You drink a few more champs, eat some more. What was it, Rick? Canapé. Canapé. And look around the room. Does anyone else catch your eye? It's just Cunliffe and the Silver Fox now. Those are your only two options. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Do we go after the host of the party? That is bold. That is brazen. Um, yeah, the Silver Fox. I don't know about the older the older guy. Let the go big or go home option, maybe. Why don't we just go for it? Cunliffe? I, I feel that's where we need to go. We're going for Cunnilingus. Let's do it. <laughs> you approach Mr. Cunliffe. Speak prettily. Mr. Cunliffe, allow me to introduce myself, you say, and to thank you so much for inviting us to your fabulous party. Mr. Cunliffe bows rather stiffly. What do you say now? A, have you met my mother and sisters? B, you have a lovely home? Or C, you pronounce this wrong. These canapes are fantastic. I'm just kidding. You don't pronounce it wrong. I just can't say it. Canapes. Well, we we, we came up to him and we gave him a very nice... Uh, introduction and he responded prettily yeah we smiled prettily yeah <laughs> and he he gave us a bow in response he didn't say anything right no he just bowed stiffly he just bowed yeah like he has to stick up his rich ass <laughs> so i i would probably be like you have a very lovely home just kind of awkward conversation yeah i'm not gonna mention my sisters like i i want me to be the focus because i already think that they're prettier than me so all right you had the home you have a lovely home hmm. mr cumless manner softens a little Thank you, he smiles. I am prodigiously proud of it. Which is your favorite room? And then you get to choose the library or the ballroom. Only two. So the only ones you've seen. Because <laughs> those I are mean, the only two yeah. rooms you've been in. That's it. I don't have a bathroom or bedrooms. I can't I can't say your bedroom because that would be the, uh, an optimum pickup line right there. <laughs> I guess the, uh, the library, right? The library, yeah, I agree. Mr. Cunliffe looks delighted with your answer. Why, the library is my pride and joy, he exclaims. Would you like me to give you the full tour? Oh, hell yeah. Now it's on. As you walk through the library, you pass a small man with curly hair who flashes you a rather longing glance. However, there's no time for him now. Mr. Cunliffe needs your all your attention. Fuck off, nerd. I'm getting Cunnilungus. <laughs> After an extensive tour of the library, during which Mr. Cunliffe has explained every picture, every book, and every cabinet... You're a little bored, to be honest. Yeah, jeez. However, Mr. Cunliffe is rich and handsome, so you feign interest. Mm. Mr. Cunliffe is quite taken with you and asks if he can see you again after the ball. On your first date, he takes you to the opera, which you hate. <laughs> Eventually, you marry him. Jeez. You never really find him interesting. Indeed, he's a boring man, but it is worth it to be mistress of Cunliffe. Oh. That's it. The game's over. What a flash forward. Good Lord, we skipped a lot of our history. We met a guy, found him boring, got married the end. All right. He took us to the opera. We hated it. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll marry you. Whatever. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I wonder what the silver fox would be like. I guess always go science, right? We should have gone with the scientist. I guess. Yeah. There are a lot of comments on this one, but I'm not going to read them all. But the... Uh, Player rating was a 3.36 out of 8. 8. I don't know why mm. 8 is the best, but yeah. And 3.36, <laughs> so <laughs> specific. Yep. Yeah, so there you go. I feel like we could do that again. There's a lot of different... Uh, that was lovely. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a fun little, uh, little, uh, little story time. I like that. The continuing adventures of Mr. Cunliffe. <laughs> 
that about does it for us this week on Four Guys on a Train. We hope you all had as much fun as we did. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you would like, you could rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It would help us out greatly and get the word out so we could get more lovely listeners like you. Uh, if you want to uh, check out our Instagram, at Four Guys on a Train, uh, all spelled out. Uh, if you want, you can follow us on Twitter at the number four guys on a train. And if you want to email us for any old reason, you can email us at four guys on a train at gmail.com. Uh, I think I covered it all, right, boys? I think you did, buddy. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. And a, and a quaint cunliffe to you. <laughs> <laughs> and a sexy goodbye to you. <laughs> sexy goodbye, Mario. <laughs> sexy goodbye, everyone. Four Guys on a Train is produced by Rick Schuler, Brandon Johnson, and Peter Cosmo. Edited by Peter Cosmo. Theme song and all additional music written by Brandon Johnson. The Four Guys on a Train theme song contains an audio sample of metrotrain.wav from Everything Sounds, being used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. <laughs>